welcome everyone. To yes and amen. New Church of Pastor Derek Fletcher and Derek Inigani. Welcome today. Enjoy the music while we get ready for today's lesson. It's, we'll be talking about martyrdom and living a life uh, according to Christ. All right, welcome everyone. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, awesome. Can you see the screen? Yes. All right, so we're in lesson two um, and the title is, <clears throat> okay. okay, we're still recording that. And the title is, worth dying for is jesus worth dying for is he worth living for and so our lesson today will come from first peter and second peter on today so we're going to add derek fletcher if he will pray father god we thank you on today for giving us grace um, thank you for keeping us holy and strong. Father God, we thank you on today for keeping us whole. Thank you for keeping us strong. Thank you for keeping us away from, from the deadly hands of sin, Father God. We thank you that... Mm, sorry. <clears throat> we thank you that we have food to put on the table, have money to pay for clothes, have things to wear. Father God, we thank you today for giving us heart healthy and strong motivation to do whatever we can do in your holy name. Father God, we thank you on today. In Jesus' mind, and we pray, amen. Great. Thank God for the prayer on today. And so like we shared before, worth dying for. <clears throat> so on today, we'll take a look at uh, the choices of men and then worth living for. And we'll talk a little bit maybe about martyrdom and those that are in places um, that are getting pursued after uh, and, and <clears throat> because of their faith. Um, and 
Yes, we'll take a look at that. And so today we wanna to help you understand the presence of persecution and false teaching in the early church and modern day. So there are false teachers or teachers uh, that want to influence people in a different direction other than the direction that God will have them go in. And so one of the things that we do is we wanna make sure that we teach the truth of God's word to empower the people of God to discern and to know uh, about false teachers uh, in the early church, but also uh, today in, in this modern time, uh, what's going on with the modern scene of, of society and what people are trying to say. And so we also want to encourage you to formulate a set of beliefs um, that will not compromise uh, the word of God and, and your witness uh, in God and through Jesus Christ. And so you always have to have a set of beliefs, right? Because in the world today, there are many uh, positions that men will say, and they'll say, well, it's okay. And that was back in ancient days. And so there's so many things. So you must set, uh, have a set of beliefs uh, that's based upon what the word of God says and not what society says, not what the laws say that are being passed. And so we also want to inspire you to endure persecution, no matter how harsh and severe. So um, we see believers in different nations across the world um, for their belief. They are pursued and, and not allowed to practice or they consider lower citizens, um, different things like that. So, so topics on today, we want uh, to look at believing, uh, deception, discernment, false teaching, trust, and truth. Okay, so our memory verse says here from 1 Peter 3 and 17, it says, for it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil again. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. One more time. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Okay, uh, you guys want to repeat this after me? All right, everybody, make sure your mics are on mute. Okay, so we say... <laughs> For it is better. For it is for better. it is better. If it is God's will. If it, it is God's, is God's will, will. To suffer for doing good. To, to suffer, suffer for, for doing, doing good, good. Then for doing evil. Then for then doing, for evil. doing evil. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. So who do I trust my life with? Do I trust my life with the, the world system? Do I even trust my life with my own thoughts? Or should I trust my life 
with the thoughts of God. Scripture says, he says, the thoughts that I have toward you are, are, are thoughts of positiveness and thoughts of good um, for an expected end, uh, for a successful end, for a successful outcome. And that's what God told the people uh, of Israel, I believe that came from uh, Isaiah, I believe it was. Um, he was letting the people know that no matter what their struggles were, no matter that he allowed another nation to exile uh, the people of Israel and that they were um, being controlled by pagan-centered uh, believers, um, they, he still let the people know that he had a positive outcome for them and that they should trust in him. So what do you trust most in? And so that's the general question. Um, what do you trust most in, Iyani? I trust my family and God. Okay. All right, Derek, what do you trust the most in? Mostly my family and God because God or loves I already love how God already fulfills the destiny of others. Okay. All right. So so they said here, right? Family, your own strengths and talents, money. You can also trust him because he you already know he's going to do something in the future for you that'll help you out a lot in life. So. Okay. And ultimately we have to trust God. Um, that's, that's the ultimate, that's the first thing. Um, cause sometimes these things vary, right? They vary. And sometimes we're not so confident sometimes in who we are, but we can always trust God's word. And even sometimes, um, family traditions, uh, can stand in the way of what God will have for us. So we, we always want to look out for those things. Um, primary focus being God first. Always God first. Okay, do you trust in God enough to be persecuted for him? Um, yeah. To lay down your life if need be? Right? Yes. Okay. And so that's that's a that's a hardcore uh, conclusion to that that question, right? Do you trust God enough to be persecuted? And so, so <clears throat> for believers' sake, even at school, okay, I'll, I'll talk about your school, okay. I I know that at ASU, um, all kind of lifestyles are acceptable, and. Uh, you know, whether you practice black magic, uh, whether you say, hey, you know, uh, you know, I'm a, my lifestyle, I want to be a guy, but I'm a girl, or if I'm a girl, I want to be a guy, or if, if, I, if I'm a boy that likes boys or a girl that likes girls, right? So, so if I say that, hey, I'm a Christian, and the Bible says, um, 
I don't believe in those things. Um, you could be persecuted for that. Even that's, that's where things are going. But you have to have a set of values that align with God's word. Right? And you got to trust God. Trust in God. It says trust in God enough. Okay? Because I, I know that those things are happening at your school and there's all kind of conversations. Um, and, and then if you say I'm a Christian, some people might say, well, you know, they might look down on you because of that or vice versa. Um, but you have your life and you have your values, you should always stand up for them. That's where I'm teaching you here at home uh, because society will tell you anything. They say, well, it's okay. Well, the Bible and God says there's certain things that he does not allow. Okay. And, and it doesn't matter if it was ancient days or the present day time. Any questions about that? No. Okay. No. Okay. Just remember that because you guys, well, you know, you see it all the time. You see it in our society. You see it at school. Um, you, you should always endeavor to reflect what God's word says and the values that you're being taught from home. Okay, so sometimes there's a false teaching at, that invades our lives, okay? Much more damaging than the trick questions I just asked, right? So what what was it here? Let's see, in the activity. Okay, we, we didn't necessarily do the activity. So we have to be aware of what? Yeah. Of our needs. Oh, wait, sorry. No, our false teachings. Okay, false teachings, right? False teachings teach against the word of God. They teach against Christ. Okay. Okay. So how many of you uh, know that you believe all the right things and nothing false? Um, how do you know that? So how many of you know that you believe all the right things and nothing false? How, how, do, you, how do you know that you're believing all the right things? What, what measure? How do you measure? How, how do you know that? All right. So everyone's quiet, so I'll say, you have, to, you have to measure it against the word of God and what God says about me, my gifts, my talents, who I am, uh, the time that I have on the earth. And I can measure it against his word. All right. I can measure uh, whether I'm doing the right things against not my standard, not sometimes family values can be a little off depends right so you always measure it against the word of god that should be the first authority and the final authority right so so during the week you should really read the bible right 
um, you guys have it uh, electronic form. So open it up and read it and find out what it says. And then you also have a hardcore Bible. What does it say about who I am? What does it say about what the right side is? Okay. Okay. All right. I don't hear Yanni. She must have her phone on mute. Her device is muted. Okay, so today we're going to study about First and Second Peter. The topic of the day is believing in everything that is worth dying for. A line we won't cross. There are two things that resonate throughout First Peter and Second Peter. The overcoming uh, persecution and overcoming of false teachers, right? So these aren't just things that were common to Peter's day. They are prevalent in our world today, right? It's still happening, okay? Okay. Okay. As we walk today, as we talk today, keep in mind where your line is and what is worth dying for. Where is your line? What's worth dying for? How do you make that determination? Okay. And, and whatever that determination is, you have to stick with it. And you can't waver back and forth, right? You got to stick with it, what God is saying for your life whether you suffer persecution for it or not, right? Whether it's easy or not, stick with it. Okay, so I'm gonna read the first two verses and then Derek, you're gonna read the next four. One, three, four, and then Yanni. <coughs> You're going to read the next four after that. So I'm going to read the first two. And Derek, you're going to read from 15, 15 to 18. 16, 17, 18. <laughs> and then Yanni, you're going to read 19 through 22. Okay? Okay. Okay, so this is 1 Peter 3, 13 through 22. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But if you should suffer for what is right, you are, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. Okay, here go, Derek. <clears throat> but in your heart, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone ask who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. Have. Do, okay. Ha, sorry, have. Go ahead. But keep going. Do, but do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear concise, concise, conscience. Conscience, so that those who speak ma mouse, malice, 
maliciously, maliciously, maliciously against your worried behavior, against your good behavior. Against, sorry, oh, it just glitched up. Against your good behavior in Christ, may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God, he was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Okay, great job. All right, Yanni, you're up. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirit, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built, and it only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of the clear conscience, conscience. conscience towards God. It saves you by the re- resurrection resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into God and is at God's into right who? hand gone into where heaven with angels authorities, authorities and powers in submission to him okay so they talked a lot about the conscience, talking about uh, they compare the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience, right? And the water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, right? Okay, so there's a lot of, lot of things here. Okay. Uh, Derek, question number one, how does Peter instruct the reader in verse 14, 13 and 14? <clears throat> so basically what he's doing is uh, he's basically saying, how do I put this? Okay, let me say it like this. He's basically telling people that um, don't make sure never to give up on Christ because it died. Not no, not like that. Um, okay. But he said also not to give up on Christ. But he says what? Do not what? Fear their threats. Do not fear do threats not be, or be frightened. Do not be frightened. Yes, but um, 
I'm trying to think of the word, but never mind. Go ahead. Say it. I can't find I can't. I forgot it. Okay. Not to be frightened. Okay, Yanni. Why should people not fear? Because because God died for us and we shouldn't fear him. And we shouldn't fear him. Okay. Because they can't be harmed if they are truly doing good. Okay, instead of being afraid, what does Peter tell Christians to do in verses 15 and 16, Derek? Okay, you're muted. Yanni, you're muted. It's it's your question, Derek. Oh. 15 and 16. Instead of being afraid, what does he tell them to be? He tells them to be confident, have some respect, okay. and just don't be ashamed. Okay. <clears throat> and he also tells them, but in your hearts, revere Christ, right? So give reverence to Christ. Okay. All right. Keeping a clear conscience. Okay. Why do you think? Okay. Right, so reason for your faith, right? Keeping a clear conscience. Okay, so Yanni, why do you think Peter spends time talking about Jesus' suffering? Why do you think that is? To let uh, people know what he went through just for us. Okay. All right, and but also to share that Christ suffered also, but he made it through and he was successful. To show, to show that doing good does not mean there will be no suffering. Okay, so Derek, how can we be saved from our persecution in light of this message? Well, so basically, we can be basically we can be saved by like um, well, I'll tell you this: we can be saved by like um, asking God for forgiveness. Not um, being scared for saying what you what people will think of you if like. Right. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Like saying, "Hey, um, 
I uh, am a Christian and I don't support gay people. You can say that because people have their own opinions. And being right. a Christian and being a Christian isn't sinful, but if you're gay, that's gonna lead up to something that'll happen later in your life, which is very bad once you get old and pass away. Okay. So yes. All right. And so um that's also for yeah, there's many things. Okay. So back Tism, okay, and we talked about that. Baptism saves us as a sign of a good conscience toward God through the sufferings of Christ. All right, so we talked about baptism. So it's a symbolic outward commitment that I make before God and before others. Okay. It is pretty incredible to notice that the sufferings of Christ is what saved us from our own suffering. While persecution may hurt us, it can't harm us if we are in Christ. So Peter talks more and he gives more depth about it. Let's take a look here. Okay. So suffering from being a Christian. Okay, so I'll read two. Derek, you read three, and Yanni, you read three. Okay. Okay. So first okay. Peter. First Peter 4, 12 through 19. It says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as through as though something strange were happening to you but rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed all right, Derek. <clears throat> if you are insulted because of your name of uh, because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rest your rest on you. If you suffer, it should be it should not be as a murder or thief or any other kind of criminal, or even as a meddler. Excuse me. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. Okay, Yanni. Okay. Yanni, 17, 18, 19. For it is time to judgment to begin this God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? 
So then those who suffer according to God will should, will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Okay, so it tells us where Yanni read. It says judgment for it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? So judgment starts in the household of faith. It starts in the house. Those that believe in God, those that seek God's face, those that say that Jesus is Lord over their lives. And so that's a, a very important thing uh, for us to consider and to look for and to look at um, and remember that. <clears throat> so let's see. All right. So what does Peter say that Christians should not be in verse 12? They should not be what? They shouldn't, they shouldn't be ashamed. Okay, they shouldn't be ashamed. Or they shouldn't go through. Okay. What about, they, what about they shouldn't be surprised at dealing with fiery ordeals or situations? Let's see what it says. Surprise. Okay, Derek, take. Did I, did I call on you for that first one? Who was, or did I take it? Okay, instead of reacting this way. You took it. Okay. All right, this one's yours. Okay. Instead of reacting this way, how should they react? Like, they should react like it's nothing new to them? Okay, let's see what it says. Okay, they should what? Rejoice. rejoice. They should rejoice. It's nothing new, but then show forth and go forth with rejoicing and happiness. Okay, so what do insults from others result in according to verse 14, Iyani? According to verse 14, it says, if you insult because of the name of Christ, you are, well, if you, in, yeah, blessed for the spirit of the glory and God rest on you, on you. Okay. All right, let's see. Okay, cool. All right, so the reactions to suffering and the life of Christ is what in verse 19? When those who suffer, according to God's will, should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. So continue to do good. So basically, faithful. 
Or you could say, remain faithful and continue to do good. And to, or, or you could say, continue to be in the word. Okay. All right. So, okay, that's pretty good. All right. So it sounds like when the Christians suffer, they should have realized that the grand scheme of things, that they couldn't be harmed. Better put, the movement couldn't be stopped. Instead, we are responsible as believers to simply continue what? Continue to do what? Good. Right? Even, even uh, under the rulership of, King, of Emperor Nero, it says the persecution that is described here is likely the type that broke out under the Roman Emperor Nero, right? And he ruled from, from uh, 64 to 68 AD. And so he oversaw uh, empire-wide persecutions of Christians. Um, but he said this, he said, man, we can't kill enough of them, right? We can't. You know, we can't, we can't because they keep coming. They keep getting converted. The Christians were martyred, including Peter himself. Depending on when first Peter was written, it could be that his persecution was not, was not the empire wide effect, but localized, right? So he was, it could have been a localized movement. And so back then, right, the government, the Roman uh, Empire, they were killing Christians, right? Right. But they kept coming. They kept coming. They kept doing good. They kept loving God. Okay. How does this change the sound of verses that we read? So, so this brings life to it, makes it real. I think, um, and more relevant when we apply the historical model, right? And so many Christians uh, were fed to lions. They were taken from their homes and killed. Um, their holy books and places of worship were burned. One report records that Nero would kill Christians by impelling them on a stick and setting them on fire to provide lighting for dinner parties. Wow, that's really cruel. They were- That's they were, really not good. Yeah, they were used uh, for sporting sport in the Colosseum and otherwise abused in public ways, okay? <clears throat> so what must, what must it be like to live through such persecution? Man, I, I'm sure it was terrifying. How do you think the people managed to do it? They managed to do it because of their love for Christ and because they remain faithful to do the right thing. Wow. Later, we're going to look at how we face persecution today. But for now, 
We just looked at the first century church. Ultimately, what happened, the Roman Empire says, hey, we can't kill enough Christians. They keep coming. Uh, since we can't, let's let's join them, right? And you you know about the Roman Catholic Church, right? Um, uh, right. That that church was set up because the the onslaught, the Roman citizens that started coming to Christ, the, it was such a number that they said, "Hey, let's institutionalize Christendom. Let's let's form a church because obviously we can't, you know, we can't keep killing them." right uh because we you know and so that's what happened and so let's let's go and look at uh false teachers and their destruction and that and that's second peter 2 1 through 22. all right so so we're gonna read seven i think seven a piece here uh one two six Seven, then eight through 14, eight through 14, 15, 16, one, two, three, seven. Okay, so we're going to read seven apiece, okay? Okay. All right, so it says here, but there were also false prophets among the people, just as there were, will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign power of the sovereign Lord, glory to God, who brought them <clears throat> bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their deprived, their, their, uh, deprived <laughs> conduct and will bring the way of the truth into dispute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. They will, uh, con their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not has not been sleeping. For if God did not spare angels when they sin but sent them to hell, put them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment. If he did not spare the ancient world, then he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who 
was distressed by the deprived the deprived conduct of the lawless. All right, so that was a mouthful. <clears throat> okay, Derek, you'll read from seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's see, that's one. Fourteen. Two. Okay, to fourteen. Okay. <clears throat> and oh uh, okay. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> started eight um, and if he rescued lot a righteousness man who was who was who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the law for the righteous man living among them today um living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless de deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from from trails and the whole and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, they are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings. Yet even angels, although Although, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not heap abuse on such beings when bringing judgment on them from the Lord. But these people blaspheme, 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 and blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are like unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct of of instinct. Yes. Born only to be caught and destroyed. And like animals, they too will perish. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carry us in, bro in broad daylight. They are blo are blots and blemish and blemishes, mm -hmm. revealing, re reveling in their ple pleasure. pleasure while they feast with you, with eyes full of adultery. They never stop sinning. They never stop sin sinning. They seduce the uns unstable. Yes. They are experts in greed and a cursed, a cursed fraud. Okay. Yanni? 
Okay, you're muted, Yanni. Oh, I thought I was unmuted. All right, start I at 15. I muted. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam. Balaam. Son, Balaam, son of Bezer, whose speech who spoke with a human voice and re oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who loved the way to love the ways of wickedness, but he was rebuked for his strong doing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice. And restrain the prophet's madness. These people are springs without water and mist driven by a storm. Blackest, darkest is reserved for them, for they mouth empty, boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity. Yeah, depravity. Yeah. Where people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. If they have escaped the corruption, corruption of, the of the world by knowing our Lord, the Savior, Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it, and you're overcoming, overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to know, to have known it and then to turn their backs on the scared command that was passed on to them. Of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit. And a soy sow, so, so that is wash returns to her wallowing in the mud. Okay. All right, man. There's a lot there, and so uh, talks about uh, the wrongdoings of. Uh, deceptors that, that want to deceive the people. It addresses even the unfaithful and how the animal, the donkey had to speak. Um, it also talks about um, how uh, there's words of boastfulness and empty words uh, that's motivated by lustful desires and, and seduction and what men want to do uh, but there's there's a payoff. Um, they, you know, um, men that uh, 
have vices and, and the things of the world want to enslave you within the form of those vices. They include alcoholism, drugs, uh, usage, and, and so many other things. Okay, let's take a look at this uh, passage of speech here. Looks like we're just, we're almost done here. Let's take a look here. Okay, it says in verse one through three, what does Peter say false teachers will do? Let's look at that. They'll, they'll deceive the people. This is one through three. So it says, but these are also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly uh, introduce destructive uh, heresies, right? So they'll, they'll introduce things that will cause destruction and, and division, um, even denying the sovereign Lord who brought them uh, uh, bringing swift destruction to themselves, right? And so also, I think I'm just going to leave it with that. And their greed, and their greed, these teachers, what they will do is exploit you with false fabricated stories, with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hung over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. Ooh, that's a lot here. So let's see what it says. Secretly introduce what destructive heresies be, be uh, shameful and greedy, right? Okay, Derek, number two. <clears throat> In that same passage, what fake awaits is heretics. 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 False persuasion. Let's see, teachers are false among you. Really introducing destructive. So a lot of stuff. Okay. Like destruction, a lot of sinfulness. So. Okay. So let's see. So destruction, judgment, and condemnation. Okay, Yanni, in verses four through eight, Peter illustrates how the unrighteous have been judged over the years. And so verses nine through 10 state that judgment is especially true of whom? So nine and 10. Can you scroll up a little bit? Oh, thank you. It says that Unrighteousness, uh, it says that if this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trails 
and to hold the unrighteousness for punishment on the day of judgment. Okay. So this is especially true for those who follow the, the corrupt desires of the flesh and despise and despise authority. Okay, where were we? Where are we here? Okay, so those who follow corrupt desires and despise authority. Okay, so these people are brash, arrogant, and foolish. Verse 13 shows what will happen to them. Okay, let's go to verse 13. Okay, so I'm a, uh, yeah, go ahead. So it says here, they will be paid back with harm for harm they have done. These are false teachers, right? Their idea of pleasure is to uh, carouse in broad, caress and broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes revealing in their pleasures what their fate what while they feast with you. Okay. What happened to them? They will be what? Will be paid back with harm. Okay, verse 17. Likens false teachers to what? 17. So you already showed that. There's spring, there's springs without water and mist driven by the, by the storm. Black, black is darkness. Is oh, dad? Yes. I don't know if you noticed this, but you actually already showed the answer for 17. Um, what's the answer then? So basically it's about spring and then freedom. Springs of water. Springs Miss of water. Storm. Okay, springs without water. Right? Mist driven by the storm. Okay. So verse 22 has strong language for false teachers what are they like here 22 what are they like yanni they're like they're like it says a dog returns to its vomit and what else a sow that is washed returns to their woolen and mud. Okay. Which one was that? That was six. Okay. Like a like a pig that is washed and then goes back to the mud. 
So why do you think such harsh language is reserved for people who are false teachers or things that are not orthodox doctrine? So why do you think there's such a harsh turn back or harsh set of words for them? What do you think? Okay, I'll start first. I think it is because they're gonna be judged by the measure of their words and the things that they do and say. And if anyone is directed in the wrong direction because of the false information that they give, God's gonna hold them accountable for false teaching, for false doctrine, and for misguiding and misleading his people. What do you think? What do you guys well, think? Yes, a little something like that. But okay. I would I would like to add on to that by saying um um what was the word? Oh, um, speak. Okay, so basically, uh, I, w I would like to add on to that because they also, they, uh, the teachers also. Um... Okay, um, um, I'm going to pause. Hold that thought. I'm just going to pause the recording. Hold that thought. All right, all right. Praise God. Let's go down to the next part. And we want to keep it real. Or making it real. Let's take a look at that. All right. So here, these are websites and I already went and checked on them. They're talking about persecution worldwide. And there's a nonprofit organization um, that... Uh, publicizes information about uh, nations and places around the world where Christians are being persecuted. Um, so I, I admonish you to go out and take a look. And, and if your pocket space is good enough to uh, give, you can give. And they also have a magazine. All right, so let's keep it real. And um, Let's go ahead down here and take a look at this items here. This is uh, what were some of the stories you discover? Okay, we're not we're not going to worry about that. Well, we'll just uh, we'll talk about that part offline. But yeah, go to these websites here: www.persecution.com and www.persecution.org. Then you can address these questions right here. So these are real life, everyone, real life stories, real life things that are happening across the globe to Christians. Okay, so let's look at these questions here. Let's look at this one. 
I look at this scripture. Let's look at this scripture here. Okay, so uh, Derek, go ahead and read First John two twenty two to twenty four, and then we'll have Yanni read First John four one through three. Okay, I'm mute. Sorry. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is an antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who de to deny who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Okay, Yanni, unmute. Okay. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that God has come in flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Antichrist. Which you have heard is coming and even, even now is already in the world. Okay. So the spirit of Antichrist. So, okay. So we talked and we shared some really great things. Um, I hope and pray that everyone has gleaned some things from this lesson. And so I'm going to read this, and this is very important, and, and certainly I'm going to share it here, uh, this part of it, and then we'll pray and leave out of the lesson. This is, there are other ways to be wrong, to have wrong theology, but we should be particularly suspicious of doctrines which minimize or completely ignore Jesus. If a teacher does not claim Jesus to be God, it is a false teaching in its most serious form. Therefore, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness theology, uh, Muslim theology, Hindu theology, Buddhist theology, Eastern mysticism, belief, and New Age practices all fall under this category. While we can theologically disagree on lots of issues, the deity of Jesus is not one of them. Okay, so 
All right, so let's pray. Father, we thank you for your lesson. This was an in-depth lesson about our persecution as believers, as our to be aware of false teachers and false prophets, but also to push through with our faith in you. Not only that, but also to uh, understand that the household of God, God is the first to be judged. And so we are thankful and we honor you all today. We glorify you and we call out your name and we say thank you. And we thank those that are listening in that they hear your word, that your word comes to them as a gift of completeness in you and that your Holy Spirit is a visitation access member to them uh, and to the body and to their their spirit to contact and to look to you and so we thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of jesus and we thank you father amen 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 all right i want to take amen. this time to say thank you and uh we're just welcome meeting you in uh, and we're grateful that you took the time out on today to look at uh, our youth uh, church and our Bible study. And so we thank God for everyone. Share this message. If you're inspired and, and you've been touched, share this message with someone that you know and so that they can be blessed. And so we thank you and we glorify you and be blessed on today.